0: Let There be no pain, but you promise you'd go with me. And your promise is you always care. Lord, I confess. Gracias. Jesus, why don't you make some noise one more time? Come on. i
1: Our live service is going to begin in just a few moments. And uh, before that, I want to bring a few things to your attention to welcome you to uh, Cypress Bible Church and to this opportunity to join together. And uh, to assure you that we have a very minimal team here that provides this service uh, that we can enter into today. Uh, We certainly need tech and video people to make this happen. And we have uh, people on the uh, platform who are leading us in, in, in worship. And so, uh, just to assure you that that team is as small as it can be and maybe we'll, we'll get even smaller in the days ahead, uh, but it allows us to meet together in this way. Understand too that things change. They, they've been changing not simply week by week, but day by day. And uh, we will be adjusting and uh, be aware of that. And I'm sure you'll be forgiving of that. Uh, one of the one of the go-to resources now will be our website. Uh, that will be Even more relevant than it's ever been. There's going to be a tab that is for uh, virtual programming. That's the one place you can go to see what is happening, connect with with what is happening. uh, And things will be happening and uploaded to that every day. Uh, Starting tomorrow, there will be a daily devotional available and that will be uploaded at 10 o'clock. Uh, sometimes it'll be live, sometimes it'll be on video, but every day of the week, Monday through Friday, a, uh, a, a brief video devotional for you to enjoy. There, w- there will be uh, trainings that we will put up on Tuesdays and Thursdays of a variety of things that you can connect with, uh, programming for students and children, you'll, you'll see that schedule on there, and our church-wide prayer meeting that happens every Thursday evening at 7 o'clock. Uh, all of that will be funneled toward uh, that one page on our website. So you can either connect to it there or at least know when it's happening and be part of it. Um, I want to alert you too: to, uh, next week is communion, not this Sunday, but next week we'll be celebrating communion. Obviously it will be different because there are most of you are not here. Um, uh, but I would encourage you to go out and make sure that you have, um, of bread or crackers, or something suitable for sharing communion, whether it's just with you in your uh, room or your entire family together, uh, and uh, the juice as well. And I will lead us through that, Lord willing, next Sunday as part of our worship time. So just want you to to be aware to have those elements on hand so that you can join in communion with us as we remember Jesus' uh, sacrificial death for us and his promise uh, to to return, that that is uh, something we do until he comes back again, the living Jesus uh, comes to rule and reign. Uh, So right now, I just want to encourage you to, uh, as we go, enter live into our worship time to uh, be prepared for that from the the first moment, that whether you are alone or you're with family, that with one heart and with one voice, you give glory to our great God.
2: Good morning. Welcome to worship at Cypress Bible Church this Lord's Day, March 29th. We are a church that gathers in life-changing worship, that we grow in life-changing truth, and we go in life-changing mission. We pray that you are comfortable and well in your home as you worship with us as we observe the sheltering due to the coronavirus. We may be physically separated today, but we know that we are spiritually united as we worship the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The staff in the ministry of Cypress Bible Church has been working to make adjustments in light of the coronavirus sheltering. And so a few things that we'd like you to know to observe. Number one, please be checking your emails. Our major form of communication with you is through our emails that come out on Monday and also on other days of the week. If you are not receiving those emails, please go to our website And go to the contact page and let us know that you're not receiving them or just email any of us on staff and we will make sure that you start getting those emails. Second, tomorrow uh, we will have a new page on our website at cypressbible.org and that will be our virtual programming page and it will be right at the very top of the page. And on that page there will be a number of uh, features that will help you know how we're ministering uh, during uh, this change of season. Uh, One of those items will be that we've been having for the last two Thursdays a uh, a video prayer service using the Zoom platform. And so that's Thursday nights at 7 p.m., and you can go to that virtual page and you can connect um, on Thursday nights uh, with us to join in prayer. Another thing that we'll be offering um, on that page is a daily devotional beginning tomorrow. Our first one will be by Pastor John Bukema. And each day during the week, Monday through Friday, will be a three to five minute daily devotional by the pastoral staff. And those videos will be uploaded at 10 a.m. each day. Other videos that we'll be putting on this virtual page will be training videos. So what you may find there is videos on how to bless your home, how to deal with the anxiety and stress that we now are facing, how to share your faith. And so please check out those videos Um, on the webpage. Also on that webpage, you'll find things such as um, announcements that we're making, how you can get involved, and how you can assist others during this time. Also, you'll notice that next Sunday is Communion Sunday, April 5th, and we will be practicing a virtual communion. So please be prepared in your home to have bread, crackers, juice, wine, And Pastor Bukema will be leading us through the ordinance of communion, and you'll be able to participate in your home. Also, um, we would encourage you uh, during this time of live streaming uh, to encourage your friends to check out our page as well, Uh, maybe post it on your social media. I did so last week, and I had a number of friends who weren't able to worship, uh, actually worship with us through our live streaming. And before we worship, just a word of encouragement to you to calm your hearts and to um, refocus us. As believers in Christ, we always trust in Christ and we always adjust. Psalms 28.7 says that the Lord is my strength and my shield and in him alone do I trust. And then the Apostle Paul in Philippians 4.11 says, said that I've learned to be content no matter what the circumstances may be. And so that's what we do as Christians. We trust and we adjust. So trust in Christ and let us adjust to the life circumstances that we have. Let us now worship the Lord.
3: As we begin our time this morning, I want to begin by reading a passage of praise uh, from Psalm 145. So no matter whether whether you're watching online or you watch it later, we want you to read this together Uh, so we come together in praise as we read God's Word. Read this from Psalm 145, verses 1 through 3. It says, I will exalt you, my God, the King. I will praise your name forever and ever. Every day I will praise you and extol your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. Sometimes referred to as David's crown jewel of praise, Psalm 145 is exactly that. It is a psalm of the highest praise. Spurgeon wrote of this particular psalm, When we cannot express our praise just now, it is wise to register our resolution to continue in the blessed work and write it down as a bond. Friends, we live in a current time when it may be difficult to express our praise, and yet I will continue to praise him as King of kings and Lord of lords. Every day I will praise you. In verse 2, David reminds us that God is worthy of praise every day, not just the good ones. To quote Spurgeon again, he says, Whatever the character of the day or of my circumstances and conditions during that day, I will continue to glorify God. And finally, great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. Our praise, our worship, should reflect the greatness of its object. Great praise for a great God doesn't matter what style, venue, or anything else. Not even if we are worshiping together via video. Our great God deserves our great praise. So I ask you to join us as we offer that to him now. Come, let us worship our King. Above, oh, gratefully sing his wonderful love, our shield and defender, the ancient of days, pavilioned in splendor
0: and girded with grace. Oh, tell, of his might, oh, sing of his grace, whose robe is the light and count the the deep Thunder clouds fall And darkness is path on the wings of the storm Sing this, you alone You alone are the Matchless King You alone are all, the All majesty Your worries and wonders What tongue can recite You breathe in the air shine in the night as well as my while angels delight to worship our God. thy mercies how tender how for the end I'll make the of wonders, what tongue can recite, you breathe in the air, you shine in the light, will you sing that again, for you alone are Lona, the matchless king, and you alone the all majesty, your songs and wonders, what tongue can recite, you breathe in the air shine in the light shine in the light shine in the light oh worship the King oh worship the King oh glorious above oh gratefully sing His wonderful love I'm shielding he and the ancient I'll be
3: rise and fall
0: Almighty God, we lift you higher. You are the only king forever, forevermore. display for all to see compares to your embrace. Light of the world forever.
2: Heavenly Father, bless us, O Lord, in this holy season leading up to your resurrection and also during this extended Sabbath season that we are experiencing where the world has been stopped by a cold virus. Many are wondering why, Lord, in some part, this is a calling from you for us to stop and to worship you and to recenter our lives upon you. And to forget the worldly things do not satisfy the soul, but only the things of God satisfy us. So we ask that you would purify us by your word and by your spirit that we may grow in the grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And Lord Jesus, we are grateful to you and we praise you for your life and for your death and for your resurrection and the ministry in which you've given us, which is to proclaim your gospel to a lost and dying world. We take this time to worship you with our giving so that the work of your gospel will not come to a halt just because the world has. You said, give, and it will be given to you. For in the same measure as you give, it will be given to you again. Lord, we offer our tithes and our gifts to you today as a response to your goodness and grace, believing that you will supply for all of our needs. And Lord Jesus, we ask that you would remember us, your people. Many are upset. Many are working feverishly hard through a difficult time to heal people and to provide for the needs of a nation. To many, this is a very stressful storm blowing across our land. You spoke to storms, Jesus. Would you speak to ours? You claimed the hearts, you calmed the hearts of the apostles. Would you calm the chaos within us and across our country? We are weary from our worry and battered by the uncertainty of life. O Prince of Peace, quench our anxiety, stir our courage, and stir our faith. And we ask this in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
4: Before the throne I have a strong and perfect plea, a great high priest whose name is love, who.
5: A rainbow that shone like an emerald encircled the throne. Surrounding the throne were 24 other thrones, and seated on them were 24 elders. They were dressed in white and had crowns of gold on their heads. From the throne came flashes of lightning, rumblings and peals of thunder. In front of the throne, seven lamps were blazing. These are the seven spirits of God. Also in front of the throne there was what looked like a sea of glass, clear as crystal. In the center, around the throne, were four living creatures, and they were covered with eyes in front and in back. The first living creature was like a lion, the second was like an ox, the third had a face like a man, and the fourth was like a flying eagle. Each of the four living creatures had six wings and was covered with eyes all around, even under its wings. Day and night, they never stop saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come.
0: Who
1: There's a crisis, you have three essential needs. You need truth, you need a leader, and you need help. Consider the tragedy of 9-11. What happened between the time the North Tower of the World Trade Center was struck by a plane and the South Tower was hit by a second plane? The difference between life and death for hundreds of people hinged on what they did in those 16 and a half minutes between those two events. So why did some evacuate and others did not? Well, they listened to the wrong information. They followed the wrong leader. They trusted the wrong solution. The public address system of the South Tower announced that the building was secure and workers did not need to evacuate Now, normally that would have been good advice, but that day it was not. So many who were leaving the tower turned back and died when the second plane hit. They listened to the wrong information. Others lived or died because of who they followed. If the boss said evacuate, they did. If the boss stayed, then people were likely to stay as well. They followed the wrong leader. And then there were those who trusted the wrong solution. Some who had been through the terrorist attack in 1993 didn't leave because they were confident that firefighters would be able to help them as they had before. 200 people also climbed toward the roof believing that uh, a rescue could be accomplished from there only to find the doors locked, that there was no rooftop evacuation plan. They trusted the wrong solution. Uh, Those are three essential needs that we all have. We need truth. Who will we listen to? We need a leader who will guide us and make things right. We need help. Who will rescue us? So during this time of global health crisis and financial crash and the uncertainty of daily life, we have those same three essential needs. Now in the ancient world, God met those needs with three types of people. The prophet, the priest, the king. Truth was given by the prophets of God. They spoke for God. They communicated what God said. The truth. Leadership was given by the king. The king was the one who guided the people, who dispensed justice. The king ruled and, and made things right. And then there were the priests The priests represented the people to God. They offered sacrifices for the sin of the people. They provided the solution for their greatest problem, their separation from God. These needs haven't changed at all, even in our day. We still need a prophet, the truth teller. We still require a priest, the one who solves our deepest need. We still require the king, the one who will guide us and make things right. These needs are not met by a government. Uh, These needs are not met by a political leader. They're not solved by a bailout check or by a vaccine. So today I remind you of what God has provided and how crucial it is for you to have a prophet, priest, and king and point you to Jesus, the superior Christ. The superior Christ. And I want to show you how he is the prophet, priest, and king, and then why this matters to us today, right here and now, the difference this makes. So going to Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1 says this, In the past, God spoke to our forefathers through the prophets at many times and in various ways. So there is a God, and he has communicated to us his creation. God exists, and he is not silent, and in fact, he has communicated in many ways from His works in creation, through written revelation. God has spoken. He's done it through burning bush, through prophecy, through visions and pillars of cloud and fire, of furious storms, deafening thunder, symbolic dreams, rushing winds, and even a still small voice. God has spoken. But that was in the past. Truth from God has come in a new and complete way. And that is what verse 2 goes on to say. That in these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son. That God spoke in all kinds of ways before, but now in these last days, God has spoken to us by his Son. In other words, Jesus is our ultimate prophet. With the arrival of Jesus, a new age has come. God has spoken through his son. God hadn't said everything he needed to say until Jesus arrived. The complete communication of God came with Jesus. Jesus not only speaks the truth, Jesus is the truth and the way and the life. He is the living Word of God. So the Son is the ultimate, the greatest, the incomparable Word. In fact, there's no pronoun, there's no article in front of this. It literally says, spoke to us by Son. Jesus is the best revelation we will ever get, because there is nothing and no one superior to Christ. He's the Alpha and Omega. And that's the greatest difference between Christianity and all other religions and spiritual beliefs and philosophies. Everyone else is attempting to find God. Uh, In Christ, God invaded our world to show us himself. So God showed us himself in Christ. Now, as a prophet, a prophet is one who speaks for God. And there have been many prophets in history, but Jesus is the greatest, the complete message. Now, what does this mean to us in our day and age, in this moment? What does it mean that Jesus is the prophet? Well, in this constantly changing world where everything is questioned and truth is scarce, Christ is the very word of God, the ultimate prophet, the truth. Notice next, the verse continues. Jesus is our ultimate king. Because it says, verse 2, whom he appointed heir of all things. So this son of God is appointed heir of everything. Our ultimate king. Peggy Lynn Bartles was a secretary in Washington, D.C. for 30 years when in 2009, Bartles became king over a city in Ghana. Even though a woman, she's still called King Peggy because the city elders said that was the position we had open. And so she didn't realize for 30 years lived a normal life and suddenly she's king. She went from driving a 92 Honda to having a chauffeur-driven limo, uh, living in a palace, wearing a heavy gold crown. She became king. Jesus didn't become king at some point in his life. The eternal Son of God The heir of all things from the beginning. And born into this world, he was born a king. And Jesus didn't inherit a city. He inherited all things from the Father. Jesus the Christ. Yeshua HaMashiach. Jesus is his name. Yeshua, his name. HaMashiach is his title. It means Messiah, the Christ, the Anointed One. He is the cosmic king, the heir of the universe. Now, the next four phrases in this passage tell us about his authority as king, and I've highlighted them differently, go through them consecutively here. Verse 2 continues, and through whom he made the universe. Now, this word is not simply our solar system. Uh, The the Greek word here is ionios, which which refers to eternity. So it's saying that Jesus created time, space, energy, matter, all the stuff Of life, as Colossians 1:16 says, all things were created by him and for him. The second phrase: the sun is the radiance of God's glory. That word radiance, apogasma, the Greek word, means brilliance, illumination. Jesus is the shining brightness of God. Into this dark world, God sent the glorious light of Jesus, the brilliance of perfection of a god so holy that no human can see his face and live the third phrase says and the exact representation of his being this this phrase translated exact representation uh, it it was a, a term that was referring to the impression made on coins So Jesus bears the stamp of God, precise in every respect. When we see Jesus, we see God's real being, the exact representation of the Father. And the fourth phrase, showing his authority, says, sustaining all things by his powerful word. So Jesus holds the universe together. He sustains it. His rhema, his word, holds it together. That's what Colossians 1.17 repeats about Christ. It says, in him all things hold together. His command is what keeps things in place. It is the power of the the Son of God that keeps the elements from dissolving into oblivion. Jesus is carrying everything along till its final goal. And the day will come when it will all fly apart. Scripture says that at the day of the Lord, the elements shall melt away, the stuff of earth will will burn away, and there will be a new heaven and a new earth. But right now, Christ is the sustaining power that holds that together. That's his authority as king. One pastor shares how his Sunday school teacher years ago gave an illustration that changed his life. The, uh, the teacher held up just uh, one sheet of paper and said, uh, the earth and the sun are 92 million miles apart. If that distance of 92 million miles was represented by the thickness of this piece of paper, just imagine that, the thickness of one sheet of paper, 92 million miles, if that were true, then the the distance between the earth and the nearest star would be a stack of papers 70 feet high. And if that were true, then the diameter of the galaxy would be a stack of papers 310 miles high. And then the teacher said, And our galaxy is just a speck of dust in the universe. And yet Jesus holds that universe together by the word of his power. So that Jesus is not somebody you invite to be your helper. He's not your buddy. He holds the universe together. He is the king of eternity. And you say, well, wait, if Jesus is so great, why isn't the world a better place? Why 9-11? Why is there genocide in Darfur? Why are the number of hate crimes increasing? Why are millions of Somalians starving? Well, it's because of sin that humans do despicable things to other humans. And sin is behind our broken world of tragic accidents and natural disasters and widespread suffering. But God has promised to make things right. As senseless and pain filled and unjust as life can be, God has promised a day when the crooked will be made straight and justice will roll down like a river. When I was a kid, we used to play King of the Hill and we did that a lot in the wintertime when there was snow that collected on the ground and was pushed into piles. Many of you have never seen that much snow, but it happens in other parts of our country where it's so big that it's pushed in a pile. And we would play king of the hill on this pile of snow. And, and the point was all the friends would together and, and whoever could get and stay at the top of the hill was the king. And so we would fight and wrestle and push each other off until everybody was exhausted until that last person could stand on the hill and declare himself king. We look around our world and wonder why there are others who are claiming victory when evil seems to be winning, but the reality is that there is a king, the king over eternity, and he has not yet thrown all the enemies off the hill, but 1 Corinthians 15 promises that the day is coming. At the end, it says Christ will trample his enemies, and the last enemy to be destroyed is death itself. And so even when evil seems to triumph and wickedness seems to win, know that Christ is the greatest king who will one day establish righteousness and justice and peace on the earth. Jesus is our ultimate king. And then, Jesus is our ultimate priest. Because notice verse, the end of verse 3 and 4. After he had provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. So he became as much superior to the angels as the name he has inherited is superior to theirs. Jesus is our ultimate priest. That's the the reason why he came into our world, to deal with our greatest problem, our sin that separates us from our creator, our great God. Now who is a priest? What is a priest? One who represents the people to God. In the Old Testament, they would offer sacrifices to cover over the sin of the people. But Jesus not only offered the sacrifice, he turned around and became the sacrifice himself, the perfect son of God, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And on the cross, he poured out his life so that we might live, who put our trust in him. Sin stains us, but Christ provided cleansing through his blood. And now he is seated in heaven. Now, I don't want you to miss the detail that he sat down here. It's very important. In ancient Israel, the priests would offer sacrifices in the temple. And that temple was an awe-inspiring facility that would cost billions of dollars today. The stones that were used in its construction were 2.3 million of them. The front porch of the temple was covered with gold. There were 162 marble pillars supporting that porch. And no expense was spared in in this incredible building for the glory of God. Everything necessary for worship was provided. All the furnishings were there to honor the king of kings. But there was not a single chair. Why? Why? Because the priest's work was never complete. Those animal sacrifices only covered over sin. And so day after day, the priest worked, never sitting. But on the cross, as he gave his life, Jesus declared, It is finished. Because his sacrifice deals with sin forever. And so when he ascended into heaven after that, he sat down because nothing else could be added. Nothing needs to be repeated. He is seated in heaven in the place of highest honor. Many years ago, we were called to pastor a wonderful church in Canada. We packed up all of our stuff, and what we had to do was list everything that we owned, item by item, and an estimate of how much it was worth and uh, we had only been married four years at that time, and the most valuable things we had were gifts from our wedding, I believe. And the total, the very sad total of all of our items was $1,600, and that included the car that we were driving. And so we went to the border with this list of, of things, and uh, our papers... We're not in order. The, the, the government did, was not allowing us to go across. They didn't give us the authority to do that. Something was not right. Well, as this got communicated with leaders of the church, there's one of the church elders was a, a six-foot-five, 300-pound Swiss German businessman named Renzo, in a voice like this. And Renzo had a lot of contacts in government and certainly in the business world. And he said to me on the phone, Do not worry. And Renzo made some phone calls, and suddenly the government said, You can cross. He gave his personal guarantee for us, and we enjoyed 10 wonderful years in Toronto. What we see here is how, in the court of heaven, Jesus was our guarantee. Jesus was our go-between. Jesus was our Savior. That, That He made it possible for sinful people to be accepted by a holy God. Sin stains us, but Christ provided cleansing. He did the work and He sat down. And so now He's in the place of honor and exalted reverence. He's on the throne, the one mediator between God and humanity. And Hebrews 7 tells us that he is a priest forever. His priesthood is permanent, and he saves everyone who comes to God through him. So you want to be saved? It's only through Christ alone. Come to God through him when you feel inadequate, when you feel lost and unloved and unworthy, remember where Jesus is. Not even angels can sit in the presence of God, but Jesus sat down because the job was complete. There was nothing else to do. His one sacrifice did it all. And no sin is too great then. No failure is too much to be cleansed by his once-for-all sacrifice. He is seated in glory, our mediator, our ultimate high priest. I would love to tell you that something like this pandemic will never happen again, but I can't do that because sin has broken our world. And Jesus promised that in this world, he said, we'll have tribulation, we'll have stress and persecution and, and anguish. And it can take all kinds of different forms, some of them very personal, some of them very global. It might be the loss of a source of income in your family. Maybe your job disappears in a cloud of, of dust or your business collapses in this time. It might be the relationship with your parent or your child or your spouse that crumbles. It might be their drinking or their anger or their inability or their rejection that brings you to a point of crisis in your life. It might be the attack of depression that comes upon you. Suddenly you don't feel good about anything. You can't shake the despair or the disinterest and it envelops you like a a thick fog. Or maybe somebody that you look up to fails. Their life comes Crashing down, and so you feel betrayed. You feel unloved. You feel deceived or unimportant. It, it might be that your life gets blindsided by a health crisis, and so the daily routine or the daily quarantine, whatever it is that we have now, disappears, and it's replaced with treatments and pain and medical bills and an uncertain future. The point is that whatever troubles, pressures you're experiencing are ahead. There are questions that come to our mind. It's like you you could ask me, John, who can I listen to? With so much uncertainty in our world, with, with so many lies and conflicting stories, is there any place where truth can be found? Is trust possible in this day and age? And I say, yes, God has spoken. He has delivered the truth, and his name is Jesus, the ultimate prophet. You say, but John, who will rescue me? I've failed in my life. I've messed up so many times. I can never measure up to what God wants. Is there any place I can find forgiveness? How can a sinful person like me be accepted by a holy God? Can the garbage in my life be removed? Does my failure have to be final? Can the wreckage that I'm experiencing be rebuilt? And I say, yes, there is a solution. And I point you to Jesus, the ultimate priest. And as you look around the world and you see dishonesty and disease and death, and you wonder, who's going to make things right? There's injustice everywhere. Crimes go unpunished, evil people succeed, innocent people suffer, the guilty go free. And you might ask, John, is there ever going to be a day when justice prevails? Will there ever be a time when the weapons of war will no longer be needed? When evil will be destroyed and the innocent will be blessed? Will there ever be a time when peace will cover the planet and righteousness will reign on the earth? A day when disease and death will be no more? And I say, yes, there's a ruler who will make it so. Jesus Christ. Our ultimate king. Munis triplex is a Latin term that means triple cure. It's often used to reference this of Jesus that Jesus, the prophet, priest, and king, is our triple cure. And so today I call you away from listening to wrong information, trusting the wrong solution, following the wrong leader, and say to you that hope is found in Christ alone. That there is no problem you're facing that Jesus cannot solve. There's no fear you're confronting that Jesus cannot calm. There is no failure you've committed that Jesus cannot forgive. My Jesus is the ultimate prophet, priest, and king. He is superior. When others fail, he is faithful. When mountains fall, he remains. The one who holds all things together by the powerful word of his own mouth is seated at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. Oh, come, let us adore him, Christ the Lord. Oh, come, let us adore him. Sing with me. Oh, come, let us adore him. O come, let us adore him, Christ the Lord.
0: the world, hating the dark, once he dribbles, living again, singing as one, hallelujah, holy holy. Shake before You, the demons run and flee at the mention of Your name, King of Majesty. There is no power in hell or any who can stand before the power and the presence of the Great I Am. The Great. The mountains shake before you, the demons run and flee. At the mention of your name, King of majesty, there is no power in hell or any who can stand before the power and the presence of the great I Am. The great I Am. The great I Am. The great I am, the great Run! Right.
1: my practice as your pastor to end the service with a benediction. That is a good word from God. It's not my word. It is words of Scripture that God has spoken to us, and I leave you now with this good word from God from Jude 24 and 25. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy the only God our Savior, through Jesus Christ our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time, now, and forever. Amen.